Guidolinos, the first cereal made for Italians. It comes in three delicious flavors, cannoli, biscotti, and lasagna. And every box comes with a surprise, a gold chain and an anger issue. This cereal is so good you'll be wearing a velvet jumpsuit in no time. So go to guidolinos.com for subscriptions and boxing options. That's guidolinos.com. It's Guidolinos. Hey, I'm eating here. brought to you by VetShoe, the newest product from the Veterans with Benefits R&D department to treat men with ED. Let's face it, fellas, ED happens to the best of us. You can talk to a licensed physician over the phone or online. There's no more awkward in-person doctor visits telling a complete stranger your dick isn't working. This ships direct to your house in a complete non-discreet box. If your neighbors see this, they're going to know what's inside. There's a penis on a skateboard grinding down a volcano. But your ED problems are going to be a thing of the past. So go to VetChew.com. VWB listeners using the code VWB will receive a free tote bag with every purchase. So go to VetChew.com. Veterans with Benefits is brought to you by Dracula the Beer. The only Dracula-based beer that doesn't suck. Dracula the beer may turn into a blood-sucking vampire. Please drink responsibly. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Um, I'm going to do a little intro for this episode, um, because I think it deserves it. Um, I just want to say, you know, I've done over uh, 80 episodes, you know, and I've talked to everyone under the sun that's been a veteran until today and today is my first uh trans veteran episode and to be honest it's the first uh trans person i've talked to before i'm honestly i don't think i've ever talked to a trans person before and you know i was a little intimidated by at first because you know i know like the language and shit and you know i didn't i didn't want to say something that you know insult her but she was fucking cool as shit um, I think you guys are really going to like this episode, real down to earth, you know, um, I feel like if every trans person was like this, I don't think there'd be a fucking problem, because she was cool as hell, you know, it was just like talking to one of my homies, and we had never met before, so, I mean, I know people that know me personally, and or know me from the show, you know, thought I was going to be, like, you know, busting her chops the whole time, and I do a little bit, you know, because we, we got comfortable, and, you know, we got into a rhythm, and it was a really good interview, um, I just think that, uh, if more people talk to more people like her, there might not be a huge issue, I mean, I've made jokes, you know, about trans people, I've made jokes about everybody, if you know me, I've made jokes about everybody, but, you know, after this interview, I think I'm going to fucking step back and, you know, watch my fucking mouth. Because, you know, they're fucking human too. So, it was cool as shit. I think you guys are going to like this episode. She's chill as hell. Um, funny. Um, you know, and she's one of us. So, I gave her a shot on the show. So, um, let me know what you guys think. I hope you guys enjoy it. Peace. Peace.
Yo, what's going on? Howdy. Okay, we fixed it. Cool. I could hear you talking, but I guess you couldn't hear me. I think there was something yeah. wrong with my connection. Well, this is really cool, man. This emulator works just fine. I'm doing it for my PC. Do I sound uh, crispy and nasally? No, you're good, man. <laughs> I'm so stuffed up. I, I'm in such a tizzy. I cannot believe I overslept. Yeah, nah, it's all good. I've I've had people do that shit on me, so it's no big deal. My buddy's like, oh, man, I'm fucking hungover. I'm like, all right, well, let's just talk in 30 minutes. Uh, my, I, I don't even have a, a good as excuse as being hungover. I just, I, it was like, I've been up for like two days and it was 9 a.m. or 7 a.m. I was like, I'm just going to close my eyes for just a second. <laughs> Ain't wrong. <clears throat> so, yo, man, I really appreciate you being on the show. Um, let's start off in the beginning, dude. Um, sure. Tell us, uh, you know, where you're from, um, all that good stuff, you know, uh, bank account numbers and routing numbers, all that good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Do you want those uh, three wacky digits on the back of the car? Too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Cool. Cool. Well, my name's Kyrie. Um, you know, my voice doesn't really match my appearance yet, but it's not like anybody can see me here anyways. Um, born in Albany, Georgia, grew up up in Massachusetts. Um Stationed in Texas twice and then in California. And uh, so do you consider yeah, yourself I, an East Coast person? Yeah, I'd say so. I think not that I really care. I'm not I'm not, I'm a, not hearing uh, an accent. I've got the the smorgasbord, if you call if you want to call it that, like I've got a little bit of Georgia, a little bit of Massachusetts, a little bit of Texas, a little bit of California. OK, and I, I think I actively made a conscious effort to not retain any aspects of the ones I didn't like. Yeah. Man, you know what, man? I'm down from down here in Georgia. And I don't know why people correlate idiots with southern accents, but hey. Dude, I get um I sound like Peter Griffin all the time. No. I'd rather uh get the southern thing than Peter Griffin. Actually no, probably not. Peter Griffin's Hey funny. Peter's hot. <laughs> so um when did you uh, enlist? So I enlisted. Uh, I actually enlisted when I was 17 under the soft book program for the Air Force. So that would make it 2009. And then uh, that was when I swore in and then shipped out 2010. Uh, July of 2010. Got out of basic September. Then went down to tech school in California. Um, and you're an Intel troop, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So where did the uh, where did the idea for the military germinate for you, dude? That's a that's a million dollar question, honestly. Um, a, a big part of my realization of like my gender and whatnot was part of that. the The military was me trying to prove something, not only to everyone else but to myself as well. How so? Um, to be, to be a man, you know, to be, to, to be, be a man, be a man, a man, man. It, uh, you know, I didn't realize that shit until like December of last year. I was like, oh, a lot of this makes sense now. Okay. Um, but you know, part of it was a, a, a call 
too. You know, what once I came across the idea, um, I, I don't think it was recruiters, because if it was, I probably would have gone for the Marines because they have the coolest uniforms, and I was a young idiot. I mean, I still am a young idiot, but I was a younger idiot. And I would have been like, oh, that's pretty. Yeah. To me, it was uh, all the way. I just, uh, everybody, everybody I knew that was in the military was just like, go Air Force. And I didn't know, I didn't know shit about fuck. So I was like, okay, Air Force, I'm like, and it was just as easy as that, to be honest. Yeah, I, I didn't, I wasn't like a part of a military family. Uh, yeah, me I mean, I had military in my family, but there was no like legacy to follow up of, you know, my dad's dad was air force and not you know i didn't I, I can't even i think it was just due to my asvab scores uh as of which branch i chose i, I kind of just shot for it and scored pretty well and i was like oh so i can get like a pretty sweet job i and told that, this story a couple times on the podcast but maybe this will resonate with you so um my decision to join the military was like really like broken up into chunks like I knew where the recruiters were in my town. So I would drive by it every, you know, once in a while. And that was step one. Step two was like going there without anybody in there. Like when he was closed and they had like a thing out front with like brochures and shit. And that was step two, just to pick up that brochure, you know, step three, going inside, talking to him. Like I was, I was real hesitant to do it. But I was like, my, I made my mind. I'm gonna do it. I just took my right. sweet ass fucking time. Because I was kind of like, kind of like the gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> you drive by it a couple times, like ah, you, maybe I'll look in the window. I don't think I've ever actually been in a gay bar. I mean, maybe I, I have, and I didn't notice. I I don't. We had one, uh, but this is like a super. Um, uh, I, how politically correct are we here? Politically correct whatsoever. So you can okay, say whatever so, the fuck you want. So this is like a super churchy religious ran town, and they kind of they ran the gays out of here because of them trying to. They were stealing all yeah, their jobs. They're trying to get our kids. <sighs> but, Taking all the jerbs. My derp. The. It was called the Twisted Lime. That's Did you just get an called. extra life or something? What was that noise? Oh, I just leveled up oh. in real life. <clears throat> nah, so go ahead. I'm sorry. Off. I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna turn my phone on silent because uh, I'm ill prepared and unprofessional. <sighs> I forgot what I was even gonna say. I'm so disheveled. About, uh, you stopped talking about gay bars. Oh yeah, that's right, dude. I think we should make it a point in our life to go to a gay bar. I always hear nothing but good things about gay bars. Yeah. I not the like only thing in the back, just that everyone's super nice. The only thing I have close to a, a gay bar story is um this was like two thousand, maybe two thousand one. Me and my buddies were in a record store and they were giving out free tickets to um a concert downtown in Philly. So we're like, all right, fuck it free. So when we get the tickets, we see Bruce Willis. We're like, what? This dude gave us free tickets to go see Bruce Willis and his band. And we, you know, apparently he has like a rock band. Right. So we're like, fuck it. Yeah, we're going to go see John McClane rock out. We get there and we're, we're standing around. Here comes John McClane walking out in his tuxedo. And th th before the music starts, 
he goes into his pockets and throws confetti and glitter out of his pockets into the crowd. <laughs> we're like, okay, you know, we're here for you. We're here for you. And then he starts going into that song, celebrate, you know, celebrate. Right. We're like, I'm like, uh, okay. And I mean, he's probably got some harder hits coming. And then the crowd start moving towards us. And as we looked over, all we saw were like middle-aged fat ladies and gay dudes. Okay. So we're standing around like, oh, what the fuck did we just sign up for? And, you know, he's just singing like non-Rocky songs after the, after the next. And this so, was actually Bruce Willis and not like this was Bruce Willis, dude. Guys, I'm not kidding. Huh. We were like two feet from him. It was Bruce Willis. One of my buddies checked his oil and everything. It was him. Shit. Well, so, somebody should uh, somebody should ask him about that before he, you know, yeah. illness. You heard about him, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He's got like uh, dementia or something. It's, I th- is it called aphasia? It's like oh, it's God. not quite dementia, but it's something similar. Like same same sentiment. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm sure eventually it's gonna turn into dementia. Like it's probably right, just right. like a fancy word for pre dementia. That's so fucked up. But like. You know, you know, he's kind of been pumping out schlock of movies lately. Yeah, and, they're unwatchable. But, but I get it. You know, he's just maybe, maybe the dude just likes acting. Maybe he's just trying to cash out. But either way, yeah. Power. So, at what point, like in the beginning of your career, did you have your uh, what the fuck did I sign up for moment? Uh, okay, I know immediately when that was when the fucking bus rolled up to our squadron at basic. <laughs> and the the TI got on the bus and starts he's like he starts yelling and which one of you motherfuckers played an instrument before and I was like <laughs> God I was so ignorant I've raised my hand oh, me I've played an instrument best move I ever made I got put in band flight okay I, I had a buddy that was in band flight um he said it was awesome. Yeah, dude, when people were fucking marching and shit, I was like, ah, I'm in the AC playing the drums, you fucking losers. Nah, it was, it was just a good deal. I got really lucky with that. So do you play the drums in real life? I, I do, I do. I, it's been so many years. I'm 30 years old now. I'd probably have, like, fucking sciatica. Like, oh, I can't move the way I used to. So so growing up, were you, like, a, um, were you a sports kid? I was a everything kid. I, I'm, I'm getting at so like I mean, what I'm getting at is like was basic hard for you physically. Um, not really. So it was. I'm trying to think of like the first PT because there was like even I I remember in like week six, week seven times that I almost dropped out of uh like PT in the morning. I would try to I'm like, sir, I have to shit. And then, you know, they're like, well, you better shit your pants. Smile. Yeah. And I, I would just like keep, you know, basic showed me a lot about myself. It showed me that my mind was very weak where physically I could do a lot more than I realized. Yeah. So you get through basic. Where is Intel's uh, tech school? At? So for geospatial intelligence, it's down in, uh, San Ange- San Angelo, Texas. Okay, so you're still in Texas at this point. Goodfellow Air Force Base, yeah. Okay, yeah, I've I've never been there. Um, oh, it's a fucking it's wonderful. I I shit you not. Two hours from the border, 
there was a fucking store in town that was half half of it was a donut shop, half of it was a tuxedo shop, and it was all in in Spanish. <laughs> they called it sprinkles. <laughs> I I I it was a culture shock for real. Um, and dude, they had fucking. It was surrounded by fields. You know, Texas is super flat. And all day, you just hear planes flying over the fields, crop dusting relentlessly. And that would just blow onto the base. And they'd be like, all right, let's go do PT in it. Yeah. So uh, where was your first base? Beale Air Force Base. Beale, where's that at? It's, it's like middle to north California. Okay, okay. That's right. I, I, dude, I've I've been out for, uh, I think, five or six years now. So I'm, some of this shit I just can't remember. That's all right. I used to have all that shit down. But once you get out, like, you know, I'm sure you can uh, relate. Like, you just, you know, brain dump everything. Yeah. You kind of have to. I mean, I think part of it is a self-defense mechanism. For me, at least it was. I don't yeah. like to try to diagnose other people because, one, I ain't a fucking doctor. And, two... Uh, you know just because i'm that way that doesn't mean everybody's that way but for me i i the the day i got out that shit was we putting that in a box we putting that box in the attic behind the christmas shit we ain't fucking with that box (laughs) open when appropriate right right so what was it like um when you got out, like how, and I remember when we, when we first talked, you said you only did two years. Mm-hmm. So was, did you just have a two year enlistment or did something happen? No, I signed for six, um, six active. And I've, I, I don't even remember. There's some sort of, I think it's pretty standard that like the six, six active and two reserve or some shit like that. I don't know. There was some sort of reserve aspect to it. I, I don't even remember it, but I, it never came to fruition because, um, you know, my mental health went into really bad decline. Uh, it was fucked up too because I, I, when I got to Beale, the reason I went to Beale was I got picked up for special operations with the Twelfth Reconnaissance Squadron, and that's a flying squadron. So, you know, we, we, I had to undergo a new form of training immediately after tech schools. It was like always training. And one day I went to uh, mental health, which was probably about a mile and a half drive from the squadron on base. I went to them just looking to see if I could get maybe a hand up medicinally or something like that. And, um, I didn't go in there and be like, yo, I'm finna kill you and then myself. <laughs> like I just I just went up there and I was like, I, I just don't feel so great. Like I feel a little down lately. Um, you know, I guess depressed a little bit. Yeah, and, and you know, and I think um when it comes to that, like the, the depression, like uh the I would say the majority of uh the country doesn't realize like how depressed somebody can really get being in the you know, not even just the well, homesick stuff, just like everything. Here's exactly why. The wh- I walked out of mental health, got in my car, backed out of a parking spot. My phone rang. NCOIC, I've been flight disqualified indefinitely. Huh. Is that fast? 
and it yeah. was because it went to mental health. I know, isn't and that shitty, dude? That that was why I was, it's like I'm I'm specifically pointing out, like I didn't go up there saying any crazy shit. I was just like, I don't feel so great. Yeah, I had a buddy and who uh, self-identified, you know, as alcoholic. He got he right. got burned. He got burned to the stake, dude. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So yeah. what year was that? Uh, I don't know. That might have been maybe 2012, 2013, something like that. Okay. That's right around the same time for me. I hear a lot of people that are in there like, it's gotten a lot better, but I don't believe it. No, it's I, I wholeheartedly. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I wholeheartedly believe, like, if I was in the same situation, went to mental health and walked out, I'd get the same phone call. Yeah, most likely. But, you know, like, I still, you know, I still keep in touch with a lot of people that are still in. And, uh, for, you know, the reports I get, dude, is like, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to say this about the other branches, but, you know, they're turning the Air Force into, you know, soft baby shit. Yeah, I've heard a little bit here and there. Um, It's... I, I've heard more than once that it's riddled with this like woke culture that, you know, started out like most things organically pure and then turned into a bunch of dorks trying to be on a power trip. Yeah. And I mean, to be honest, like um, I was talking to somebody recently and we were talking about the woke thing and the woke thing does have its purpose in society to an extent. But for Mm -hmm. me, in the military, it has no place. It has zero place in the military. It's counter. It's counter effective. Yeah. Um, you know, there. It's kind of a double edged sword because on one hand, they want you to be a functioning unit that does not process or feel emotions because you have to be effective. But then on the other hand, it's going to the polar opposite where you're like so woke. That you're like, oh, you you yelled at me. I'm trauma. I'm traumatized now. Yeah. 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 So, um, so at this point, okay, so you did two years. So what, what year did you get out? 2012. 2012. So did you start your transition before you got out or was this afterwards? Oh, dude, this was, this is like October of last year. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is way afterwards. Yeah. I've, I stumbled into this by accident. So explain that dude. Cause I, yeah. I, I, don't I mean, no offense. Yeah. No, no. no. It, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Jinx me. <laughs> I want to say this. Questions, I'm all for because it's it's not it's not your everyday person that wakes up and is like, oh shit, I'm the other gender. It's it's abnormal, not in a negative connotation. It's just against the norm. Yeah, yeah. And and the other thing is, you can't offend me. You you don't have that power over me so like questions comments whatever i i feel like i have a lot of work to do in in the sense of like breaking some stereotypes for transgender people yeah we're not all like just on the edge of our seat like oh i can't wait to get offended dude i'm about to bust somebody up like yeah yeah, yeah. we're just people and i feel like a lot of quote unquote my people like almost feel obligated to identify extremely left super liberal um, not to get into politics, but they feel like they have to because the other side won't accept them or something. And they will, they will. 
I, like I don't care what side. It shouldn't be any side. It should be for the people, not the party. But yeah, yeah. You know, at the and end like of the day, it's human. When we talked uh, last week, or yeah, or it was last week we talked before we you know, he, when we were setting this up. I yeah. told my wife, I was like, hey, I was gonna, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna have a trans troop on here, and I was like, I just talked to her, and you know, she knows me, and you know, I, I like to bust balls and shit. She's like, what did you say to her? I'm like, nothing. I was like, we, we were just fucking chit chat. Like, I was like, she's cool. Like, I was like, you know, we're gonna have a good conversation. Yeah, your wife was probably do not call it a shitness. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, if there's something on this planet that hasn't, you know, been joked about, I'm gonna find a way to joke about it, and that's kind of where absolutely she was, like, ner- she was nervous about. It. I'm like, I was like, relax. I was like, I'm not oh, gonna dude. go. <laughs> Anybody that says you can't joke about blank. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We're probably not going to get along. Yeah, because so, so where like, you know, if you can remember, like, where did all this, you know, come from? Oh, dude, I've got it. I've got the story on the back of my hand. It's actually really interesting, but I may have to take a step back and hold the mic for a second for it to all make sense. If that's okay. Okay. All right. So, December twenty first of twenty twenty. I had effectively decided to end my life. Um, not another attempt, not another see if I have the balls. Uh, like I, I, The only thing that made sense was just to be dead. Like it, That was it. I was done. And um, I, I, to this day, I couldn't explain to you how, but it was the end of an eight-and-a-half-year-long battle with alcohol that I lost every day. Um you know, rampant depression, just, just bad off. And, uh, the way to end it was pulling the trigger there. There we go. I win. And, you know, all the rehabs, all the programs, all the groups and all the shit that I tried to get sober, uh, turns out the most sobering noise on the planet is the sound of a Smith and Wesson nine millimeter that you swear was loaded. Just going click. Damn, that's gangster, and, dude. That's a, that's a really, uh, you know, I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like it, it, it really puts the, it, it forces you to shift your perspective because you, you died in that moment, but you're still here and you're just like, whoa, what the fuck? I, I'm okay. Time to reevaluate some stuff. So two days later, after I gathered myself, I was talking to myself and, and I, you know, this is before my transition. So I was like, dog, you got nothing to lose, dude. Like put your fears aside and go for it because so, you literally have nothing to lose. So, so I started what, screaming. So real quick, what you're saying, like yeah. your inner, your inner voice is Randy from America's got talent. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a, <laughs> that's going to be a yes for me, dog. I could be a yes for me, dog. Put those shoes on dog. <laughs> Let me smell what that coat smells like. But, you know, I, I've been wanting to be a streamer for like seven years, but I never did because I was afraid of failure. And it's something as simple as downloading some software, clicking go live. I mean, it's a little more convoluted than that, but um, December 23rd was my first stream. And I started out wanting to be like the big epic poggers fucking streamer guy uh, with thousands of viewers and all the money. You know, that was the goal, as as many people 
aspire to have when they want to be a content creator. But what I found pretty quickly was uh, I could get emotionally butt naked in front of other people for them to see. And it was totally acceptable and they stuck around and they still had my back. And I was 28 years old at the time. And for the first time in my life, I started therapy via streaming. I've gone to therapists. I've gone to psychologists, psychiatrists. I've, I, more than I care to admit. And none of them really were effective. And so in the, in the span of six months after that, to make a long story shorter, I took a really hard mental health slant on things because it, it was addicting. I started to get better. Yeah, I, I found myself not having a daily battle with alcohol. It was more of a victory at this point because I didn't even so much as think about it. So at this they point, me the whole time, like, you're going to always be fighting with it, but you can make do without it. And I'm like, I'm not, a, I don't even think about booze. Yeah. So at this point, like when you're in therapy, are you bringing up the transition stuff? Well, I want to I want to clarify that I I was not in therapy, but I found therapy through oh, okay, streaming. Okay. My bad, my bad. Okay, okay. Because one of the things I did not realize until recently in life is therapy does not have to take place in a therapist's office. Yeah. Um, and this is so we're we're around May June of 2020 at this point. Zero idea of transgender, none whatsoever. Um, I had started the, the hard mental health slant. I had started a like podcast like segment on the stream where it was called uh, Mental Health and Chill, where I would typically have a vetted guest on and we would just explore the, the mind. Like we would just talk about shit. You know, I would ask questions, they would ask questions, and we would just talk about our feelings. I mean, it helped a ton of people, myself included. But one night, I had no guest. And this fucking dude named Daddy Swick comes into chat. And I'm like, okay, that's a name. Um, I, I don't know what it was because I don't really believe in anything. But my heart, my gut, my something told me, like, you need to talk to this person. And I did, you know, I, I try to engage like every guest that comes through every chatter. If I can catch them, Hey, how you doing? But I was like, bring this guy on. That could be my guest. And so I didn't know if the guy was going to come on here and be like, you know, a troll or something. If he was going to come on here and be like, ah, gamers rise up. I hate the blacks. I, you know, I don't know what <laughs> that would say to, you know, maybe he would try to get me banned or something. But I brought him on, and it turns out to be a former Navy SEAL. I say former distinctly because that is his designation. He does not want to be defined as a Navy SEAL. He was and is no longer. Um, we talked for about four hours that night, and he was in bad shape, like bad fucking shape. Um, never before in my life have I seen somebody like what the, the inability to articulate in complete one thought. Um, 
he would have like five thoughts going on at once and he would just be jumping from thought to thought to thought to thought to thought. And he couldn't put, he couldn't finish a single one of them. He had TBI. Um, for those that are unaware of traumatic brain injury, uh, but his, his mental decline, it just put him in a state where he was just in disarray. And after that night, we parted ways. I shut the stream off, you know, carry on about my business. And four days later, I got a message and said, hey, uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but that night that you had me on your stream, I, I was killing myself that night. And the only reason I didn't was because you said hello to me. And that was, that was from a the, one of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet telling me that. And I was just like, okay, the, clearly this is something bigger than just me here. Like, yeah, this is, it was profound. And this does lead up to the why and how of the transgender question. But, uh, that was in that moment i the the concept the idea of an organization of some sort was born because i was like i want to do that that is what i want to do with my life and i want to do it as many times as possible to have the feeling i had in that moment of knowing that somebody tasted that same metal of the barrel that i tasted and chose otherwise even though they were in so much pain, because I know that pain so intimately. Would you say, um, like, with the, you know, with the, your organization, you really wanted to do it and do it well? Dude, I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do, like, just, with the organization. <laughs> I, I was like, let's do a nonprofit. They don't deal with money, right? Like, my level of uh, ignorance was nothing short of astounding. I just knew what I wanted which was to help people veterans primarily but the how the what's the everything else that goes into it i had no fucking clue you know what i gotta admit like i i love when i see like an age gap between people because i just made a salt and pepper joke and it went right over your head <laughs> oh did it damn i'm usually good about references too i'm bummed out about myself <laughs> Dude, I'm going, go ahead, dude. I'm just fucking with you. So let me tie it all together. Let me tie this all together. So now we've got an organization, you know, conceptually. Um, we're, we're in like June, July, right? By August, we filed paperwork to incorporate in the state of Georgia uh, as Veterans Gaming and Mental Health Mission. It's a mouthful, but I wanted the name to tell people exactly what it was. Um, you know, if you want to shorten it, VGMH, boom. Cause there, there's like, Sounds there's people rush. like stack up. <laughs> yeah, bro. I got VGMH on my balls. <laughs> like, <laughs> there, there's the big guys out there like stack up. Uh, I love stack up out there. And then there's like our partners, MVG military veteran gamers, but like st stack up, I didn't know what they were that they existed or what they did based off of their name. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so long story short now, shorten it again. 
couple months later, somebody in the organization comes to me, right? They're like, Jay, I, uh, I, I was, I went by J card, uh, on Twitch before my transition. So then Kyrie, Jay, Soraya, people can still call me Jay from the old days without being like, Oh, I, do, I, I didn't mean to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. How much of that do you get from like people you, you know, you knew before, beforehand? Dude, I have a fucking roommate that I've lived with for 10 years and he'll still be like, Hey, just, uh, Ky uh, dude, dude. <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's a transition for everybody so i get it I yeah get it. as yeah. long as it's not malicious like i don't give a fuck yeah um but this person comes to me and they said jay i'm a i'm a 40 year old woman but I, inside i feel like a man and i was like what i don't know nothing about that shit like how do i help this person um okay I got an idea. So I called up my girl, Kelly, and I said, like, Kelly, I need you to turn me into a woman. And she was like, all right, bet. And she came over. The whole idea was I was going to go live without telling anybody in the community dressed as a woman to show this one person that nobody would give a fuck. Like, if somebody did, they don't belong there anyways. Now, let me ask you something. Now, sure. when you have your friend come over and, you know, do you up and shit, Mm -hmm. Is it like is it like one of those movie montages, like the makeover, where you know they're like, no, 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 that's not good. No, 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 that's no good. That's it. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the uh, the 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 duration of it spanning three hours was condensed into a thirty second snippet. Uh, there was beautiful music. Everything was perfect. I tried on two dresses before the third one was perfect. You know, not nah, it, it wasn't like that at all. But um. She's sitting here dressing me up, like doing my makeup and shit, right? And as a as as most dudes would, I'm sitting here like, hey, this is gonna be funny. <laughs> like when I see this, it's gonna be funny as fuck. But what fucking happened was, she throws this wig on me, and I go to my bathroom to go look at myself. I go around the corner. <laughs> uh oh. And I look in the mirror, and for the first time. In 29 years, it was the, on the other end of the mirror was somebody I saw that I felt like I loved. Like, I could finally see a version of myself that I loved. And I was, at the time, I was busy. Like, so I was like, all right, obviously that means something. We're going to have to back burner that shit. Let's go stream. We'll talk about it later. And, uh. Over the course of a few months, I was super, super critically objective to myself. Like, all right, you got to make sure you're not like sexually objectifying yourself. You're not fetishizing yourself. You're not trying to fill this void of like the absence of a woman in your life. Uh, you know, all these things I had to make sure. Oh, I bet. And put a ton of thought into it because like. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. And. After a few months, I uh, live on stream, I had a friend of mine on that I've known forever, and she's transgender, because I had questions that I felt like she could help me answer. And after some deliberation, I was like, fucking shit, dudes. 
Well, when you're talking Turn to friends, gender. When you're talking to your friends like that, what are you asking them? I, don't, I dude, I can't even imagine. Like, what the fuck would you ask? <sighs> hmm. Well, like if you go back to my car, like no, look, like I wasn't seeking. Um, what do you call it? Like verification. In all honesty, I wanted to be told I wasn't transgender. Not that they told me I was or wasn't. I mean, to myself. Yeah. But like, I, I didn't want this. Like, but at the same time, it's one of the best things that's ever happened to me. But I, you know, I'm trying to think of the questions that I even asked. Like, I would ask her name. Her online handle is Talty. So I would be like, Talty, what do you think about like that moment in the mirror? Did you ever have a moment like that? And she was like, kind of, but not in the same sense, because I've always felt this way. But it made so much make so much sense about my past. Um, specifically, two moments in my life that I had felt a feeling that I have yet to encapsulate until I saw myself as a woman. And the only way I can describe it is a uncomfortable comfort. Okay. It's really hard to put into words, but I'm at, I guess like, dude, I don't know, fucking putting your head into the bosom of a of your mother, but then you look up and it's like not your mom, but you're like, oh whatever, I'm still comfy. I don't know. Like I I, I can't I can't even tr like begin to explain how you would create a feeling such as yeah i mean it to me it's uh it's it's kind of mind-boggling because i'm just like i don't think i don't you know you could say that experience can re you know relate to any aspect of life where i don't know if i've ever had that kind of like um like clarity about anything mm -hmm. you know um i don't even know how I'd, i don't even know what example i can make you know other than that but it's like uh I don't know if I've ever had that kind of realization about anything, you know, about my personal life. You know what I mean? So like, that's like real foreign to me, you know, just, you know, just having like, just having that experience that you just, ex you know, you just explained and you're just like, you know, 180. Yeah. I mean, shit, dude, once I realized it, like pe people sit here and they've called me brave and shit. I don't, I don't feel brave because I'm scared of a lot. I was terrified of this, but I, I'm still gonna do it because it felt right, you know. It just felt like me. Yeah. Um, if you get deep into the psychology of it, I, 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 I truly believe that, like, my conscious versus my subconscious. Uh, I think my conscious is the masculine aspect of me that was like projecting and hiding my subconscious, where my feelings lie that have been traumatized and hurt from a very young age onward. But once I realized that all the good in my life, uh, as far as feelings came from that same subconscious kind of running the show, she knew what the fuck she was doing. So she can have it. Like I'm, I'm done. I'm done with this putting on a mask and, you know, I might just let my subconscious run the show and follow my feelings, follow my heart. And 
now I went from suicide to CEO, basically. That's awesome. No one knew who I was before I put on the mask. No. Oh, I can't even remember Bane's quote. I can do a decent Bane, but I can't. Re- oh, you were born in the darkness. Whatever he says. My penis is massive. These fucking high heels are hurting my feet. <laughs> Come to the twisted lime. So, uh, okay. So you said you've been, you've been transitioned for what? Two years now? No, dude, that's, that's October of last year. Okay. So a year. So how is uh, like, not everyone, even, how's everybody like in your personal life? Like, you know, accepted that. Hmm. So I, every, every reaction that I thought the inverse happened. Uh, my my family completely disowned me, like immediately, uh, hmm. all of them except for my little brother, and that was a surprise. But then, like socially, you know, I've been fucking embraced, almost like welcome home, dude. Like we knew something was up. You finally found it. Yeah, because I was pretty public about my addiction and like my struggles, you know, my drunken rants, shit like that. So, I mean, like, okay, so before the transition, you know, you said you, you know, you were depressed and alcoholic. So mm-hmm. were your family, were they, you know, kind of dismiss- dismissive about those um, aspects of your life? And then when you came up with this, they were even more dis- dismissive, you know what I mean? Like, oh, no, uh, you're, you know, you're, you're not an alcoholic, you're 22, you know, you're 25 years old, you know, get over it. You know, then you come, you know, with, you know, I'm transitioning, you know, and basically saying the same shit. Well, it's hard to really say. I mean, like, my family's fucking nuts. First of all, I want to define family real quick because just because you're born into something does not constitute that they are a family. And it's not a death sentence that you're stuck with them forever. Because My family is who I choose. You, everybody has that power. Um. Because when they chose to disown me, that hurt. That hurt a lot. I mean, it still hurts. Yeah. But it taught me that. It taught me that, like, the family is these fucking lunatic weirdos that I've met online, people such as yourself. That is my family. You know, the people I surround myself with. I mean, we just met, but, you know, take it easy, bud. Yeah, I'm trying to (laughs) quickly. We only get one life, dude. You know, we all die at the end, right? So let's get to fucking... I got mad continues. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh... I forgot the question. I forgot the question completely. Um, I was saying something about, uh, you know, how your family reacted, you know, towards your transition, and was it was it similar, you know, when you were dealing with your alcoholism? Okay, gotcha. So, no, they wanted to control and the alcoholism and also they wanted to uh pray it away okay okay a great sentiment thanks a lot but you know don't waste your brain power on nothing please little baby jesus make my son a son again please god take those evil thoughts from his life take take my take this man and bring him back god please I don't give a fuck. Like biologically, I I understand I'm a male. You know, I ain't, I'm not, I'm never cutting my dick off, 
not that you asked, but nope, uh, I did not ask everybody. Everybody listen to this. Clear. Roland did not ask that question. <laughs> Roland specifically did not ask that question. <laughs> But I say that to say this, like, I understand biologically I'm a male. I, I'm not going to sit here and deny reality. Right. But I think that gender and sex are two different things. You know, I feel I can be biologically male, but I feel and identify as a woman. Okay. As feminine, you know? Yeah. So I'm not, uh, not detached, but th my family is. So like, I don't give a fuck. If somebody's like, dude, bro, man, sis, yeah. until it's malicious. And the most malicious I have had was from my family. Okay. And they'll go what, out of their way to be malicious. And that's that's the, like the, one of the major things I was worried about when I called you for, for the first time. I'm like, fuck, dude. I was like, I don't know how I'm supposed to fucking address his ass. Right, and, right, right. And then we talked and, you know, I just, you know you get the feeling when you meet somebody or you talk to somebody like, you know, if they're cool or not, I'm, I'm pretty good. Um, I got a pretty good meter on that. Mm -hmm. cool. And I'm like, I'm like, no, oh, no, she's cool. Like, you know, it's whatever. Like I remember the, what, what did I ask you the first, the first second we, we got on the phone together? You remember that? Uh, no. I was like, I don't know how to pronounce your name. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Please help me, sir. <laughs> and I went to public school. I don't know how to read. You know, I like if people know that I prefer she, her, this, that, and the other. Yeah, and then they they abide by that. To me, that's like that's really special to me. That because that means that like they're trying. They respect me enough to respect my my feelings. I guess I'm. I, I guess I'm trying to articulate something I hadn't put a lot of thought into, like of exactly how to say it. But it just—it's very nice to me. It just makes me feel good. It, it feels right. Oh, I'm sure. You know, it'd be like, uh, you know, in a normal, you know, time in life where someone's just because they're calling you a different name. Like, what the fuck? That's not my name. Like, that's just ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like, no, my name's not Bob. Yeah. That's that's what the family will do. The 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 born into family. They'll they'll go out of their way to call me by my birth name yeah but that's got to be um, tough you know especially for your parents like that's got that's got to be a you know a tough pill to swallow trust me dude i can imagine like i've got two children of my own i'm a little bit more open-minded than they are but even then it would be like whoa okay um like if one of my children came to me and they were like daddy because they still call me daddy i'm always going to be their daddy yeah yeah uh but if they came to me and said they were transgender or, or anything, that would be a hard pill to swallow. I get that. It's a transition for everyone. But the problem was they didn't even want to try. They had no room for it. Um, like, dude, let me. I texted my mom. Hey, Ma. Love you. Been thinking about you. Hope we can talk soon. Been going through a lot. Uh, got some things on my mind. Love you. Talk soon. I got a text back. If this is about your little transgender gender dysphoria thing, I am not the one. Blah, 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 blah. So, like, they, they did not want to at all. Like, to even consider it. Yeah. So, I was like, all right. Well, don't need that in my life. See you later. Yeah. So, um, so day to day, it doesn't affect your kids. Nah, man. 
they were they took it really well. Like and kids, that, kids that are that was, fucking resilient, dude. Yeah, they are. That was my biggest fear. Not coming out publicly, not to my family. This is coming out to my kids. Yeah, yeah. How it would affect them. How you old know, are they? What, they're nine and ten. Okay, okay. So you got kids about almost the same age as my kids. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that you know, and it, that's a little rough age, but you know, it's kind of a good age because you, you know, and they mm-hmm. don't think about it anymore, really. I would, yeah. I would suppose. My son, he so much as did a double take a couple times, but then it was like, oh, that's right. My daughter, she was all for it. Like she's so fucking mature for her age. Um, she she was just like cool. Can I play with your wigs? <laughs> like yeah. she did, you know. She did. She took it super well. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, kids are good. It's the it's the grown up versions you got to worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's why I think they got to be protected, man. Like I got plans for VGMH to make like a, a division specifically for the family unit and have like a VGMH junior where it's that's a good like, idea, dude. For military having, rats. Yeah, because you know the fucking family serves just as much as the the veteran. I mean, they have their own unique challenges they face, and yeah, I mean, I, went, I know. I went... God, I'm sorry. Before... No, 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 you, you. I'm so, like I was just saying uh, when, when you said that, uh, you know, I went to Korea for a year. I was a Kunsan for a year, and that was like one of the toughest years of my life. Like I'm sure for you know for them as well. Like you know, a whole year you're gone. Like we could mm-hmm. FaceTime, but it ain't the same. You know, we're we're creatures of connection, and when when you can't hug the neck of that person you love, it, it fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah. But this. Uh. Uh, the family unit, I, I, the, deta- the third detachment for VGMH is going to be something like that. And, you know, like, you know, when kids, man, they get fucking stripped out of their social environment, plopped into a new place where they don't know no, nobody. They yep. got to become salesmen. They got to learn how to sell themselves at a young age. Cause I did that firsthand. I, so it sucks. It sucks, but it's, it's how it is. And I want to help those kids kids those spouses i want to help them help them too yeah so um so right now i'm gonna go pay some bills so uh let's cut this off now we'll go to commercial and we'll come back in five minutes you cool with that fiber yep i'm cool with it okay we'll be right back folks Veterans with Benefits is proud to partner with Omni Consumer Products to bring you the first energy drink for the LGBTQ community. When you need a pick-me-up for the day-to-day grind and feel fabulous, reach for a Gatorade. It's delicious hot or cold. It goes both ways. Gatorade is the only energy drink that has real honest-to-God glitter in the can. You're definitely going to want to swallow this stuff. Gatorade comes in three fabulous flavors. Rainbow Raspberry, they them tropical punch and lesbian lemon lime so go out to the store and grab a gatorade today and visit gatorade.com that's g-a-y-d-o-r-a-d-e.com then go delete your browser history do you hate breaking in new underwear it's the worst stiff and uncomfortable 
Well, with somebody's undies, those days are over. Somebody's undies will send you three pairs of somebody else's underwear per month, fresh and ready to wear. So go to somebody'sundies.com and order today. Use promo code VWB for 10% off your first order. And we are back. Howdy, howdy. How was your smoke break? Uh, much needed. Good God. I quit smoking like 10 years ago. I couldn't do it anymore, dude. What a quitter. Yeah, I know. So when we went on break, we were, we were go- talking about um, your, uh, I, I don't know how you, how you would Tra- phrase it. Your what? The transition? No, no, no. We, we got over that. Uh, okay. I think we were talking about your, um, your streaming and stuff, in that organization you started. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, tell everybody, like, you know, like, what's, like, the mission statement for that, if there is Okay. One? Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, Veterans Gaming and Mental Health Mission is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to fighting back against the veteran suicide crisis that we're facing. Um, awesome. Our tagline is awareness is not enough. It's time to take action. Uh, because awareness really doesn't do shit. You can be aware of something all you want to be. Um, like the real number of veteran suicides per day, the real number as of June 2021 concluded by a 20 year study done at Brown University from the Watson Institute. I can prove to you that the number is not 22. The number is not 17 that the VA reports. The real number of daily suicides of veterans is 27. Damn. Um, now we're aware of that. Great. Yeah. I mean, I'm fortunate. I, I, none of my buddies that I served with, you know, I don't know anybody that has committed suicide that I know. Right. Thank God. Well, if you ever find yourself thinking of one randomly, reach out to him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I wouldn't say part of the reason I started this podcast because I'm, you know, I'm a clown. So I started it really just to like talk to old friends and new friends about, you know, like bullshit they pulled while they were in the military. Like when you got out, you know, were you in a bunch of trouble? Like, how much paperwork did you receive in your time in the military? Nothing but positive. Okay, um, so you weren't like a troublemaker. No, I mean, I was a scumbag, but I never got caught. Okay, okay, I like that answer. I was a scumbag, but never got caught. That might be the quote of this episode. <laughs> what, uh, what are you going to name the episode? Do you know yet? I have one really good name for it. Let's and, hear it. Okay. Now, you, you let me know because it's the only one I thought of. And I'm like, this really fits the episode and it's kind of funny and it's a play on words. So, for your, I don't, I'm not sure which uh, order it's going to be in because I have a bunch of episodes um, still in the can that I haven't released. Mm-hmm. This Friday or tomorrow will be episode 69, which is going to be a badass yep. episode. Cool. Um, but your episode, I'm going to title it Transmission. Oh, I love it. I was thinking accidentally trans, but transmission is fucking so much better. What? That's so clever. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's really, that's good. That's good. I, I like it. Transmission part two. 
the return <laughs> yeah. with a vengeance. <laughs> One man becomes a woman. <laughs> so, um, so, I mean, in your daily life, do you think about, I mean, like, do your kids or anybody like, do you think about in the military? And I suppose you do because, you know, you're doing like, you know, some really good work with this foundation. But I mean, like, do your kids ever ask about it or do you have fond memories of your time when you were in? Um, no, no. Okay. And like my kids, I don't think they're old enough to really grasp what the military is yet. That's true. Um, That's true. Like they know I have uniforms laying around my flight suits in the closet. I'd be like, hey, kids, this is my flight suit. And they're like, cool. Can we have Robux? Um, oh, the fucking Roblox dude kills me, dude. Every day with my son is the fucking Roblox. Can I go move like, on? Can I go do something for Roblox? God damn it. It doesn't matter if you buy them 10 Robux or 100,000 Robux. They're going to spend it immediately. They have no constitution of like reserving it. Maybe something better will come along. Save your money. No, and all he's buying is fucking outfits for his guy. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's it. all they want. That's I mean, some of them are pretty sweet, but I'm like, when he when he's playing, you know, he's like wearing some stupid shit. I'm like, that's corny, dude. Put some fuck play as Wolverine, and he tells right. me, no, Wolverine's too big. You know, the sprite's too big. So you know, I'll oh, get, that's I'll cringe. Yeah, my opinion. These fucking micro uh, transactions are killing me, dude. This is a genius model, though. It is. It genius. is. It's geniusly like evil, dude. Like it's pure oh, evil. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Capitalism manifested in its purest form. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so let's go to my bonus round. Okay. This episode. Okay. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Hit me. So I'm going to ask you some questions, and you answer to your best ability. All right. Do I answer them in my feminine voice, or just? I'm just joking. No. Okay. I'm like, I'm like, answer in your regular fuck? voice. I don't give a fuck. You can okay. Yosemite, Yosemite <laughs> Sam. Um, what's a conspiracy theory you think is true? Well, that's a funny question because there's a lot of them that I happen to know about. Um, after I got flight DQ'd, you know, I, I had a TSSCI, which is the highest clearance that exists on paper uh, in the government. And from flight DQ to separation from the military, I had access and free time. You know, typically, like current live mission things are on a need to know basis. So, you know, I couldn't go dive in and be like, what's going on over here? Are, but we, the about old have, shit, are we about to have a veterans with benefits exclusive and you're going to tell me that fucking Bigfoot's real? Uh, no, I really don't intend to spend the rest of my life in Leavenworth. So, you know, I'm pretty good about not divulging classified info but i can elude the stuff let's think of a good one hmm conspiracy theory flight 93 hmm take a look at that one that's all i'll say okay 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 next one what's your favorite holiday mm, halloween halloween okay mine's christmas i'm better than you i get really depressed around christmas uh, you got that gremlin syndrome. Yeah. But you okay. know what? This this year might be different. Everything's been different this year, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? 
Flying. Flying? That's it? Mm-hmm. Flying? You just want to fly? Flying. I just want to fly. Okay. Okay. Mine is like, uh, I think I'm going to take, um, have you ever watched Heroes? I have not. Okay. So there's a main character in it. His name actually is Hero. And he's got like this time traveling uh, ability. And I think that's like, that's probably the most badass thing. And it's too to much me, power. You couldn't give me a superpower because I'm going to be a villain right off the mm-hmm. bat. I'm robbing stuff. I'm not going to use my power for good. So if right. I get power, if I get superpowers, everyone on the planet's going to know immediately. Right. And you're like, even, even if your intention is pure inadvertently, you're going to butterfly effect something and have like Hitler too. <laughs> um, what's your favorite candy bar? Mm. Damn, you're hitting me with the hard stuff. Let's see. Does do do Rolos count as a candy bar? I think so, but they're fucking. Can we get gross. away with that? What? Yeah. yeah, dude, come on, Rolos. For first of all, is it caramel or caramel? I say caramel. All right. Well, this has been a great podcast, man. I'm beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I get. I mean, shit, dude. I I don't really know. Uh, I like I mean, Snickers. Rollo, plain Rolos, I guess. Yeah, man. Just, I don't have save a cool your original answer. You you know, you're a piece of shit. It's okay. Yeah, I'm a fucking loser that likes Snickers. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's your favorite Tarantino movie? Hmm. He's got a lot of good one. Not. Let's see. Let me look at something real quick. Hateful Eight was incredible. I love Hateful Eight. But I'd, I'd probably have to go with Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, I think that's what I was going to say, too. Like, Hateful Eight, it was a slow burn for me. The first time I watched yeah. it, I was like, yeah. And then I watched it a bunch of times when it came on Netflix. And I'm like, I love this fucking movie. Dude, it's such a payoff. It is. It is. But, I mean, everybody's role in Inglorious Bastards was so done so well. Especially uh, Brad Pitt. Or as I call him, Brad, you know, he and I go way back. Yeah. yeah. Heard that. Okay, so this last question. Now, I'm going to preface this in the beginning. There only is really one correct answer. Okay. And now, if you say the correct answer, you get five points. All right. I, I, I highly doubt you're going to say it because it's, it's a deep dive. But what is, in your opinion, the best Star Wars video game? Lego Star Wars. Mm. Mm. I'm going to erase this episode right off your face. You're the worst, bro. Lego Wait a Star minute. Wars. Oh, my God. This says dramas written by Tarantino and There Will Be Blood was written by him? I don't know. No, this is written and directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. I don't know what Google's trying to tell me. Because yeah. that's my favorite movie of all time. Sorry. But yeah, Lego Star Wars. Why? Uh, tell me how I'm wrong. Whew. I mean, just the fact that you even just said Lego Star Wars, you're completely wrong, bro. First, okay, I'm going to tell you the real the answer. The real answer is Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. Have you ever played that? I have. Okay. So that is the best Star Wars game, period. End the question. Give me Lego five Star- reasons why. Why Lancer Old Republic is the best Star Wars game? Okay. Mm-hmm. The gameplay. 
Um, Tank. What, what? Okay. There are so many avenues you can take in that game. It's the first of its kind. Before that, there were no other games like this that you could make your own choices. It was, it's a pioneer. So the, the game design then rather than the play itself. We're, we're talking about the PS1 one, right? We're on, yeah. we're on the same page? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You didn't that find that game clunky and a little bit tanky? Well, if you look at it, you know, through the eyes of today, it is. Yeah, but back yeah. then, it was amazing, dude. We didn't, you know, I think I was like 19 when that game came out. Mm-hmm. And it was just amazing. And also, another reason, there's no Skywalker in sight. It's completely new characters. Okay, that's valid. But that's, that's, that's a very good point. Yeah. I mean, I wish they would make that into a TV show, dude. That over Boba Fett. Dude, they should do it like the Halo show where people that have never played Halo, nor will they ever play Halo, made a TV show about Halo. And not take his mask off in the first fucking episode. Yeah, that should be like the cliffhanger of fucking end of season one, stupids. I, look, give me a job, Hollywood. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so before we get out of here, uh, tell everybody where they can find you all your socials and all that bullshit sure thing um primarily we operate out of discord if you go to our website it's vgmhmission.org there's links to the discord there and i was actually going to invite you too if you're familiar with discord Um, uh i'm not is it like something on the xbox or something no, it's a uh, you can do it's a it's an application you can do on your phone on your PC. Um, it's basically think about like Facebook Messenger, but better. Okay, um, we have our own server, right? And y- you have a bunch of different channels dedicated to different things. Like there's channels to fuck around in. There's channels to be talking about your problems in. But we've got about 500 members in there. Um, you know, we're on all social medias. If you check out Veterans Gaming and Mental Health Mission, but but the real shit is in Discord. Okay, okay. So everybody, check that shit out. Discord.gg/vgmh. Now, like with the um with the gaming thing, do you guys like do events and shit? Yes, we actually have in the pipeline. We have some really cool lined up. Um, one of our partner organizations is working with us to uh, get our streams broadcast to the battery in Atlanta. Um, for those unfamiliar, it's like a like a little subdivision around the, the ballpark there uh, where they have like bars and bistros and shit like that. But um, even more so in the pipeline. Uh, I can't say too much about it right now. Like by the, if we ever do a part two, if you have, if you ever have me back, which I'd love to. Um, by that time, I should be full send on being able to disclose everything. But for now, I'm under really tight NDA. But in the pipeline for big stuff, we've got... How do I put this? We're going to revolutionize how people can play and share their games. And uh, we have a, a parent... A par- the parent company is by veterans. They're the money behind it. They've they've drafted up a contract for a really good profit share with us to benefit our organization while helping veterans and getting end-to-end data security encryption um, 
it's going to compete with the multiple platforms at once. Okay. So we have a, I mean, I dude, I, I'm pretty sure I just signed a million dollar contract. And that's awesome. And hey, you, you know really what? Like if you guys really want to help a veteran out, help your boy out. I need a new Xbox. All right. There you I'm go. sitting there. I'm sitting there slumming with the old one. I can't download new games. So somebody send me a new Xbox. Hook it you up. should check out stack up that that's something like consoles to veterans. That is their MO. Um, we're going to be trying to do PCs to veterans. We're launching that program this month. Uh, one PC to a veteran every month, but for consoles stack up is the big dog. Like they, that is where it's at. Okay, cool. Cool. Shout out to my homies over there. Steve, I love you. <laughs> so, uh, anything else you want to plug before we get out of here? I'm sure I'm going to get off of here and be like, damn it. No, but... it's all good, dude. Everyone says that. Everyone says that. Or they'll text me in like five minutes afterwards and go, oh, I should have said this. And I'm like, we'll just yeah. do it next time. Long story short, man, there's a, there's probably a thousand things I could plug. But if you want to seek me out for anything, if you want to tell me like, dude, you're not, you're fucking an idiot. Or if you want, if you need help, if you need anything at all, Kyrie Soraya on any social media, you can find me there. And I'm not trying to self plug me. I don't give a fuck about numbers. Oh, dude, that's what this part of the episode's for, man. Self plug the shit out of yourself. I don't care about any of that. I just want to help people. So if you need yeah. something, I, I I'll talk to anybody. And before we get out of here, man, I would just want to say, like, and this is in all honesty, I've never talked to a trans person before. Before you, yeah, you're the first one. Cool. So you know, if you guys are going to take my word for it, for someone that just met him. Her, I'm sorry. Uh, I totally take back. You know, I'm I'm Ford, dude. I've made every mm. joke you can about every line of person. So, sure. like after after talking to you, man, you know, hearing your story and stuff, like I'm definitely gonna think twice before you know I make that joke or you know if I watch a video and fucking comment on something. Well, I appreciate Be you saying because that. I feel like we're I feel like we're cool now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. So you know, I really appreciate getting your perspective well thank on... you for the opportunity oh yeah this was awesome i mean you know hearing hearing about your uh situation and stuff and <clears throat> you know people don't realize you know veterans come all sh come in all shapes and sizes they let everybody in you know and you don't know who you don't know who you're getting until you meet somebody mm -hmm. so you you know i appreciate you shining light on the whole suicide thing that was awesome. And, um, you know, once I get some more episodes out, you know, if you want to come back again, you know, if you forget some shit you want to say, um, feel free dude. just, just text me. I, I'd be happy to do it because this is something I enjoyed rather than being work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, fucking w transmission part 10. I, I I'm, I'm there. <laughs> I'm so glad you like that title. It's so clever. I fucking love it. <laughs> Patent pending. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, let's get out of here. Um, everybody, uh, you know where to find me. So uh, just Google fucking Veterans with Benefits. My name is the first one that pops up, which is pretty cool. Um, got a new episode coming out. Episode 69 is uh, tomorrow. Well, actually... This this episode is not filming for a couple weeks now. Or it's not going to be uh, out for a couple weeks. So uh, disregard what I just said because I sound stupid. 
But um, yeah, it was great talking to you. Yeah, you too, man. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to probably text you as soon as we hang up, try to get you in Discord. Yeah, I'll try to figure it out. I don't have to ask my kids how to do that shit. I'm, nah, I, mean, it's pretty... I got I got some like technology skills, but in I'm like kind of like an oxymoron with it. Like with well, like, doing my own podcast is easy to me, but if you're like people like tell me, oh, you know, I don't know how to do it. Don't be apprehensive to change. Don't be a boomer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not a boomer. I'm, I'm well, I, I think so... I'm Gen Z, dude. I don't know what you guys are called. Like, you know, um, what do they call you guys? Gen Z? Or uh, Zoomers? Ma'am. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's ma'am. It's ma'am. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think labels are gay. That's ironic intentionally. <laughs> yeah. I think technically, dude, Um, I was born in 81, so I think I'm technically a millennial. So I don't know. Even though well, the I think millennial that, thing has a stigma against it. I think that whatever label you have is a uh, a frame of mind. Yeah, that's true. That's you can true. be 20 years old and be a boomer. Like, yeah, I don't like change. Yeah. Guys, I'm going home. Well, thank you again. I'm going to get out of here because I will talk to you forever if you give me the chance. Yeah, I, I got that feeling about you. I got to go to the store anyway. Do so, it up. We'll see you next right. time. All right, everybody. Peace. Benefits is 100% organic and cruelty-free. The show is produced by Low Cash Productions, written and directed by Roland Spurbeck. If you or anyone you know is in crisis, please call the Veteran Crisis Line at 855-521-1317.